Thank you. I love a dedication Sunday and I just think it's wonderful that family and friends can come along and can just stand with the couples who are having their children dedicated and say, we're with you, we're supporting you. It's not always easy, but we're here. And I just think that's great. But I always think when it gets to this bit and someone comes up and talks about dedication, that it's really easy to think, well, I don't actually have any children or my children are all grown up, so I'm just going to switch off because this has got nothing to do with me. But this morning, I want to speak to you. And I think no matter whether you've got children or not, I hope that this can help you on your life journey. Because we all want to pass good stuff on to our kids, to our friends, to our family, to our neighbours, maybe if we like them, to our work colleagues, if they don't annoy us too much perhaps. But we all want to pass good things on to encourage people, whether it's with words that we say, whether it's with things that we give to people, whether it's with time that we spend with people, whatever it is, Deep within us somewhere, maybe not always to everybody if we struggle with some people, but deep within us somewhere, there is a want and a need to pass good stuff on. I don't know about you, but there's lots of people who really want to pass good advice on to you all the time about how to lose weight and how best to have a baby and how best to drive your car and avoid the potholes when you get a flat tire because you drive through them. There's people who are full of good advice and they want to pass it on to you. Sometimes it's received really gratefully and other times it's like, I don't want your good advice, go away. But whichever way it comes from, people want to give you their advice, how best to do something, how best to cook something. People want to share those things with you, how best to style your hair. And people have their little things that they're passionate about, that they want to tell everybody because they think it's a wonderful thing. And every time they talk to people, if it comes up in conversation, they have got to tell you about this one thing that will change and transform your life for the better. And you don't like to tell them that you already know, but you just smile and nod anyway. But we all want to pass good things on is what I'm trying to say. And this morning, whether you've got kids or not, I hope that this will help you in how you look to pass good things on. Whether it is to your kids, whether it is to your family, to your friends, whoever it is to, this will help you with that. And this morning, I want to speak about legacy. And you may think, nobody's died. We've just done a dedication. We're doing, we're doing babies. Because the, de- the definition of legacy in the dictionary is anything handed down from the past from an ancestor or a predecessor. Which is why we look at legacy and think it solely belongs at the end of life. It solely belongs when somebody gets to that point where they then pass their things on because they're no longer in this world. But I believe that there is a legacy that can start now, can start today, that is more than when somebody has passed away, that is more than just a financial thing, that is more than the materialistic side of things when you inherit somebody's house or inherit their fortune, if you're lucky enough, you inherit some jewellery or something that you may not want, but you inherit these things. There is something more in a legacy that we can pass on right now, and no matter what point you are in life, whether you're 11 or 12 or you're 112, it does not matter. We can begin to pass on a legacy. 
Billy Graham says this, it'll come up on the screen. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, that today we can begin on a journey, and you may already be doing this, but we can still do more. You can begin on a journey where we can pass on a legacy, a character, and faith. And the choices we make and the way that we live our lives determines what that character is we pass on and what faith or lack of we pass on to. So today, I want to encourage you to consider with your life what you are passing on through your character and through your faith. This week in the news, there's been, I'm sure you've seen it, it's been 20 years since Princess Diana was killed and it's also been 20 years since Mother Teresa passed away. And there's been an awful lot of conversation about the legacy that's been passed on. They've talked a lot about William and Harry, Diana's sons, and the legacy that they carry on because of the kindness that she showed, that they've carried that on. And they talk in the news that it's all because of her. Now that's, it's probably to do with many things, but you can see that there's a legacy there that she has passed on to them. You can see that Mother Teresa, 20 years on, is still inspiring people with their character on how they live their lives and how they choose to love people, but also with their faith. People are still being inspired. People like Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King have passed on a legacy to this world that we can choose to allow to influence our lives or not. And today, I want to pose a question to you. What legacy are you passing on now through your character and through the faith that you are walking in? Because unless you make a choice it will happen by default. Unless you make a choice that this is what I want to do, this is what I want to pass on to my children, this is what I want to say to my friends and my colleagues, this is what I want to say to my family, unless you make a choice and say, this is it, this is what I'm going to do, by default, how you live your life and what you then do with your life will be passed on as a legacy. And those closest to you may see a different side from those in your wider circle. Because let's be honest, when we get home and we take our shoes off and at four o'clock we put our pajamas on because we can is that just me my eldest daughter has started doing the same so you can see the pattern emerging just got to work on the younger one and then maybe we can convert Paul (laughs) fortunately none of us sleep in the nuds so we're fine to put our pajamas on at four o'clock There is a legacy that you can pass on. And you can choose today what that is. And you can think, well, I've already started living like this. That's okay. Change. Make a decision to do something different. Say, okay, well, this is what I've been doing so far. And actually, I don't like how I see that that mirrored in my children. I don't like how I see that mirrored in my family. I don't like how I see that mirrored at work when when I'm sarcastic about someone or I say an unkind word or, or I can't think of anything good to do or something positive to say and I'm being really negative. I don't like how I see that mirrored in those around me. 
So today, make a choice to change and bring a different legacy into your life and those around you. I've got three things to say to you this morning. The first one I've already hinted at is start today. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says this, Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And you know, you may think, oh, whoops, my children are 22. That's okay. Start today. Start today with your children. Start today with your family. It doesn't matter whether they're 22 or 2. Start today if you want to bring something different in. Decide what you want to show them. Decide what you want to show your friends, your family, your colleagues. For us, it's kindness. And and it was so wonderful this week to see the girls being kind with the friends. And then when the friends are gone, it's like World War III broke out at our house. And I'm just putting it down to they've had six weeks together and they've got cabin fever. But I'm not convinced. But for us, it's kindness. It's also eating with cutlery. That works as well. We're working on it. And you know, with the cutlery thing, I could understand it, but me and Paul use ours. With the kindness, I'm not always kind. I don't always say the kindest of things. I don't always do the kindest of things, but it's something that's important for us and that we try hard with. And we're trying to instill it young because the younger you get it in them, then they begin to do it. Both of my girls have this terrible habit of rolling their eyes. I don't know where they get it from. I'd like to say it's Paul, but that would be a lie. And I shouldn't lie in church. But they've, it, they've, because I roll my eyes all the time, exactly, it's there, it just happens, I can't control them. I need like some vices on them or something to keep them still. Maybe you can train them, there's, there's something you can put on. If somebody knows of something, help me. But the girls have started to do it. And at first I started saying, don't you roll your eyes at me. How dare you, how dare you, where have you learned to roll your eyes? And Paul's like, that's because you do it. (laughs) And that's what I've given them. I've given them the fact, roll your eyes when somebody does something that you think, (gasps) and if you want to roll your head as well, then just do it because it just adds to it. But if you instill it young, that's what happens. We've tried to instill things young in our kids. Kindness, generosity, being passionate about the things that they do. We've tried to instill it young. And the younger you get it in there, the more that they will grow in that. But you know what? If you haven't started young, start now. Start today. And you know, consistency is key. And it's hard to be consistent. Because life can be hard and, and people can, can cause us to do things that we wouldn't really want to do, but we just can't help ourselves. So what do we do at that point? That's when we say, look, I wasn't very kind then, I'm sorry. Mummy shouldn't have said that, I'm sorry I did that. I shouldn't have spoke to you in that way, it was wrong, I'm sorry. And I think as, as grown-ups for parents... And as members of family units, and as friends, and as people who work with other people, the most important word I think we can use is, I'm sorry, that was wrong. 
Because I think that says as much as doing it right in the first place. If you can do it right in the first place, then that's fantastic. But let's be honest, we're not perfect. And sorry is the word that we then need to use to help to say, that isn't what I want to model to you. That isn't the legacy I want to pass on to you when I shouted or when I said that or when I spoke to you in that sharp way or when I was unkind about that person. That isn't what the legacy I want to show to you that I want you to adopt and mirror. So I'll apologise and say it was wrong so you can see that it was wrong. And it isn't easy when you model things to family, to friends, to children, and they choose to do something different. Do you know what? Just love them anyway. Just love them through it. Just keep believing and keep hoping and keep praying. Keep being kind to them. Keep encouraging them. Love them through the difficult journey that they choose to go through sometimes. And be positive. I saw a quote this week from Rob Parsons, who is a man who heads up an organisation called Care for the Family. And it said this, catch your children doing something right. And it's so easy to pick them up on. Can you pick that leg up? Can you take that out? I've asked you three times. Can you wipe that chocolate off your face that I have asked you three times this morning? And then we've still come to church and it is still on your chin. And I have licked it off. I am talking about one of my children. It did happen today. But it's so easy to pick up on the negative things that our children do, that our friends do, that our family do, where people just wind us up and wind us up and we just hold it and hold it and I'll hold it. But actually when we hold it, eventually we're going to pop and it's all going to come out. But if we look for the positive instead, if we look for the good things that they're doing instead, if we look for the things where they are being kind or they are being helpful, then actually it will stop the build-up of pressure of the things that are driving you up the wall. And it will help us to be positive and say, well done for doing that. Thank you so much for helping with that. Thank you for sorting that out for me. It really made a difference. So start today. Decide what you're going to do instill it from now be consistent and say sorry when you're not keep loving them and be positive if we can start today we could change somebody's world and we could change the legacy that we pass on the second thing is this don't hold back psalm 78 Verse 4 says this, We will not hide them from our children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord in his might and the wonders that he has done. Now for me as a Christian, I don't want to hold back what I tell my children, what I tell my friends, what I tell my family about the good things that God has done for me. And sometimes we can hold back because very often... A lot of the good things that we see God does is through difficult and hard times. I look at my life and as the girls are beginning to get older, I think I, I want to begin to start telling them that my testimony, but sometimes I think, is it a bit too much to share some of it with them, to share with them that I had an eating disorder, to share with them that I used to self-harm, to share all these things. But the point of it is, is not those things that I want to share. The point of it is I want to share that God helped me, healed me and set me free from them. I don't want to hold back from that, but I want to be careful about what and when I say to them. 
But when it is right and when it is appropriate, don't hold back about the goodness of God in your life. Don't hold back about when he's held you through difficult times. Don't hold back about his faithfulness and his goodness when times have been tough. Sometimes I think we equip them for for all the good things that happen in life. But when the hard times come, I don't know how well we equip our children And I want to encourage you, share your hard times where it's appropriate. Because sharing those things will show them that there is actually hope. That they can see that you've come through the other side of those difficulties. And when you can do that together, it will give them a different viewpoint on who God is and the goodness that he can bring. In the psalm that we read, it talked about not holding back on the glorious deeds of God. Can I encourage you? Don't hold back on where you've broke through and come through things. And whether you're a Christian or not, don't hold back on those things where you've managed to overcome and you've managed to break through. For me, it's where God has stood with me and helped me and kept me going. God is in the good and the bad. And you know... Being a Christian doesn't mean that the bad things don't happen. It just means that I don't walk on my own through them. It means that there's someone to stand by me and support me and uphold me in those tough times. And I want to encourage you today, if you don't know Jesus, all I can say is, through my life, through the good and the bad times, he has stood with me and kept me going and held my hand. And he has never left me or forsaken me. And things haven't always been rosy and wonderful, but he's always been there. And I can't say enough to you. Let him in or let him back in because he desperately wants to be in your highs and in your lows. Sometimes when you watch these programs about, um, there's one called Who Do You Think You Are? I don't know whether you've seen it. I'm really sad and watch these things. And it's where celebrities go and find out about all their ancestors through Ancestry.com. And I presume they don't have to pay for it. And um, that really knocks me because I want to find out about mine. And we had um, some people on, on my dad's side of the family, on the Hesbrook side of the family. And they were Hesbrooks as well. And they'd done a lot of digging into our family tree. And they'd sent loads of information about different people. And and there was one person who used to live in France and used to get drunk and run around in the streets and fire his gun. I feel quite ashamed. But quite excited as well that somebody in my family used to do that. I'm naughty. (laughs) And then I feel embarrassed to tell you all. But you know... Some of these people, when they go and find out about their ancestors, they've just got no idea. They've got no idea. Some of them have got amazing stories and amazing histories and amazing legacies to pass on, things that they did, and they just don't know. Don't hold back on what you've got that you can pass on. Don't hold back on what you've learned that you can pass on. Pass it on. Pass on the things that you've learned that have got you through the good and the bad. Pass it on to that next generation. Pass it on to your friends. Just pass it on to everybody because it's got to do somebody good and help them on their journey too. So the third and the final thing I want to say to you today is add God's legacy. We've talked a lot about what you can do individually. But for me, it's so important to add God's legacy into what I pass on to my children and to other people. And there's a reason for that. 
Because God promises restoration. Because God promises that he's got a different plan from where you may find yourself or where you may see your children right now. In Isaiah 54 verse 13, it says this. All your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. You know, it's so easy when we watch our children or maybe our friends or family members and we see them making the same mistakes we made. We see them going down a path that we've been down and we're thinking, don't go there. And it can be so hard and we can be full of so much fear that they're going to repeat our mistakes and have the hardships that we faced. And we can feel guilty as well as parents or as friends or family and think, oh, what have I done there when I've, when I've behaved like that? What have I actually, what have I done to them? What have I passed on to them? But I know a God who promises restoration. So no matter what you think, what's gone on? How can they recover from that? How can my friend or family get over that? How can my child overcome this terrible thing that's happened to them? How can there be a hope and a future? I'm here to tell you today that God is a God who promises restoration. That God is a God who promises peace in the hardest of times. That God is a God who promises to walk with you every step of the way. And my greatest hope as a mother, and I've got two children, my greatest hope is that God will teach them the things that I'll never be able to. That God will help them and show them the best thing for their life. Because I don't always know. I just think what I think, but that doesn't mean it's right. As parents, we can push and guide our children, but where is it that they should really go? And so my greatest hope is that I can say to God, God, you guide them. God, you help them. God, you be their inspiration for life. But also that God is their great peace in times of difficulty and in times of trouble. And our eldest daughter, many of you will know this, but for those who are visiting today, our eldest daughter had surgery two years ago at Birmingham Children's Hospital. And she was very scared of the operation. And it was a big operation. And God was her peace in and through it. And she inspired me with her faith and her trust in God. She inspired me with how she held on to him. And how she held on to how God could make her brave through something that she was fearful of. And it doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay. That's what I'm trying to say. But it means that God is there and God is with you. And God is with those that you love and that you want to pass these things on to. So I want to help you consider to begin that journey of what you want to pass on to those around you. The legacy that you want to give. But also to consider bringing God into the equation of your family, into the equation of your workplace, into the equation of your life, so that he can pass on his legacy of restoration and of hope and of eternal life because Jesus died on the cross. I want to read you the Billy Graham quote again as I conclude. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character 
in faith. Your legacy is the wake that you leave behind you. Your legacy is the mark that you leave on people's lives. And today, my prayer for me and for you is that legacy will include God, but it will also include character and faith. Shall we just pray? Father God, I thank you for the legacy that you sent when you sent Jesus Christ. I thank you that he died on the cross. And I thank you that the way is open for each of us to know him as our Lord and Saviour. And so God, for those here today, you maybe have not made that commitment or started that journey. God, I pray that you would spark something in their hearts. And God, I pray that the legacy that we leave behind as individuals and as families would be one of great character and of great faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if this morning the things that I've said and you've thought, I want to know more. I I can hear what you're saying. I want to find out more about God. I want to start this journey. Please come and speak to one of us after. Come to the welcome area at the back. Speak to someone in a red lanyard. We've also got Alpha starting at the beginning of October. And if you've got questions and you want to find out a little bit more about God and what he says and what I've been talking about, then you can come along to Alpha. Come and sign up. Come through to the Connect Point and someone will help you sign up for Alpha. Don't miss this opportunity to change the legacy that you sow into the lives, not only of your children, if you have them, but those around your family and friends. Thank you very much.